Yes, sir. Ha <laughs> ha. I said, yes, sir. What's the deal, everybody? And welcome to episode 14 of the Leisure Time Podcast with your boy iMac. You already know the deal. This episode is powered by Jersey House Canada. Shop at jerseyhouse.ca for all your jersey needs on your favorite squad. That's jerseyhouse.ca. Special show for y'all today, we got the gunslinger himself, the OG Air Raid QB at Wazoo, Connor Holiday, stopping by the show, talking all things Spoke Compton, Wazoo, Leech Era, and some special trivia questions. You don't want to miss it. And do not forget to subscribe slash follow our podcast on the leisuretimepodcast.com. DM Proof 2 at the Leisure Time Podcast Instagram for your chance to enter our special shirt giveaway. It's time for episode 14. You know we turn. We got 12 in the building, and I ain't talking po-po. Let's get it. Yes, sir. We are honored. We are honored to have this guest on the show. The OG Air Raid QB at Wazoo. The ultimate gunslinger himself, my dog 12, and I ain't talking popo, ho. My brother, Kana Holiday. What's the deal, bro? Hey, iMac, man. I appreciate you having me on here. I, uh, I've i been listening to your, to your pod. You're doing good things. I just, uh, for real, man, I, I appreciate you uh, reaching out and, and having me out on here. Oh, man, you already know the deal, bro. I had to get you on there, bro. But but before we even get started, man, you know, it's COVID, all this craziness going on in the world. How you doing, man? How's the fam? Everybody good? Yeah, the fam's good. The fam's good. Uh, I know Sky and Marquise are, are still going strong. They, they haven't cut each other's heads off yet because we all know anybody that – Anybody that knows my sister, Sky can Sky can be a little bourgeois, as they say. Um, but no, everything's good. Uh, the youngest sister, Chloe, she graduated from Eastern last year, so her and her boyfriend got a spot out in Spokane. And then uh, Mom's is holding it down, still uh, teaching at teaching English at Gonzaga. So Man. she's holding it down for the for the fam, and uh, I'm just plugging along out here in Seattle. Oh, man. Amen to that, man. I'm so happy to hear that, bro. So, Khan, first and foremost, bro, like I said in the opening, it's an honor to have you, bro, on the show. I wanted you on last week, but your ass went MIA on me. <laughs> <laughs> man, I went chase. Before you ask this question, shout out to Tracy Clark and Nolan Washington, man. I, man, I haven't had a phone for almost three weeks. I just got a phone yesterday. I was I draw I was in the shower listening to music. I dropped the phone in the toilet. I couldn't couldn't get the phone back on. And then oh, getting a new phone during COVID was an absolute fucking mess. Like I had the phone, but then Apple wouldn't activate it for me. And then because I didn't have the phone, my bill got you know like unpaid. So they shut my service off. Like it was. It was. I literally had a phone for seven days, like until I got it working. So Damn. I have to apologize to you. I should. I was supposed to pick up Tracy Clark from Tracy's ass from the fucking airport. I missed that. I missed Nolan's birthday. I missed Andre Lentz's birthday. Like I, I. Yo, all bad, bro. M-I-A. <laughs> yeah, it was hey, all bad. Hey man, I think that I could speak for all them guys. It's all good, Con man. You know, during these times, man. 
you know, shit pops up, bro, and, and you losing your phone for those weeks is all good. Uh, the reason why I just wanted you on last week was because you know your history versus Cal, and that would have been cool. But thankfully, you got a great history versus the Utes, too, and that's who Wazoo played this week. So I'm happy that you're on the show, bro. Thanks again. Of course, man, of right. course. So, Khan, we're going to take it back now to Spoke Compton. Not Spoke Hand. We're taking this shit to Spoke Compton. In Ferris High School. <laughs> in Ferris High School. You had a great career there, bro, breaking all sorts of records, right? Senior year, you straight up killed it, putting air raid numbers up high, in high school, uh, 4,200 passing yards, 43 touchdown, greater Spokane MVP. So, Con, my first set of questions is this, bro. Did you always want to be a QB? And how was the ball overall in Spoke Compton? Man, yeah, I, I wanted to be, honest to God, my first memory, you know, everybody's kind of got that first, um, like, thought just as a, as a child, whatever your first memory is when you can, you know, first have a thought that you remember. Uh, it was wanting to play football. Uh, my first word was, was ball. <laughs> um, I was throwing, you know, it was kind of funny, uh, my dad, uh, my dad's four years older, five years older than my mom, um, and they had me super young. My my dad was 21, uh, my mom was 26. So I mean, I guess my mom was too young, but my dad had just gotten done playing at Boise State, and he had had um, like a super good career at young. Like he started as a true freshman, and then started as a sophomore, and then a new coaching staff got brought in his junior year. So he split time his junior year, and then his senior year, uh, he didn't play a snap. He got his ass benched his whole senior year. And then their last game of the season, in the because Boise State was one double A back then, yeah. uh, in their in their playoff game um, as a you know he didn't play one game, and then the playoff game had the starter. They were down like twenty eight in the first half to Nevada. And so they put him in, and he threw for like four hundred and thirty something yards in like in like three quarters of football. Basically, you know, shoved it to that coach's ass for benching him. Um, but because of that, you know, he didn't want to see. He was so bitter, you know. He wasn't watching anything sports. He he wasn't watching. He wasn't even watching football, let alone trying to play it. And so I got him back into sports as as a child, you know, wanting to get back into it. So yes, that was being playing a quarterback was my dream ever since I can remember having a dream. Um, and then the ball in Spokane, man. It's kind of funny, you know, like looking at, uh, you know, Bishop Sankey uh, was a year younger than me. Um, you know, he ended up having offers from Ohio State and um, Auburn. You know, he, he got recruited nationally, like big time nationally. And then um, Brett Rippon is a year younger than Bishop Sankey. You know, he was kind of a quarterback after me in Spokane. He, he got recruited nationally, too. I mean, he had offers from all over the country. And, I mean, those two dudes specifically owe a huge thank you to Travis Long and myself because before Travis and I, man, kids didn't really get recruited out of Spokane. I mean, you had to do something absolutely crazy 
to get to get noticed i mean yes obviously it was like you know if you were the best player in the western side of the country you know you got you like you got an offer from wsu basically like if you could be a top rated like a rivals top 50 player from spokane and and the best offer you were going to get was wsu Mm -hmm. because nobody recruited spokane at all and Travis was really the one who started to get the bigger programs looking at Spokane. Um, he got an offer from Boise State and Oregon State and um, I know San Diego State. And I think he had an offer from Texas Tech. I think he might have had one from, from A&M as well. Um, and then, you know, I kind of popped that off, you know, as well. Um, but before Travis and I man spokane did not get looked at and um the one thing i'll say is uh you know it it spokane really went through a run there from you know i grade i graduated in 2010 from about 2006 to 2012 spokane's football was good as you know anywhere else um but in a place like that it it really ebbs and you know, like Los Angeles, uh, you know, Texas, those places, they're always going to have good high school. Um, Spokane is really a, a place that, you know, it'll have a good four years. And then for the next four years, it'll be dog shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it it, it kind of ebbs and flows. And it did through for about two or three years after I graduated. It was, The ball was, you know, a Spokane team won the state title uh, two years or a year after I left. And then from the last few years it's been really bad lately though man it's gonna pick back up bro that's how usually the high school circuit is though right so con next question bro so you feel me you decide to go to wazoo you redshirt your first year right then your second year and your only start and your only start you put the pac-12 on notice bro Versus a very good ASU team. I mean, this team featured NFL talents like Vontez Burfick, a dog. Carl Bradford, a dog. And my dog and former teammate with the BC Lions, Devon Coleman. All these guys, great pro talents. Yo ass threw for a Pac-12 and Wazoo record at the time, 494 yards and four tubs. So, bro, how was that game for you? And what did that game do to your confidence moving forward in the Pac? Yeah, man, um, that year was kind of crazy, to be honest. Um, we were coming off, I was coming off red shirting um, in 2010, and we were not good that year. I mean, it was, we had, talent-wise, you know, like our starting, you know, 22 players were good enough to compete in the Pac-12, you know, week in, week out, but once you got past those 22 players, you know, we, we really struggled, you know, we didn't have much depth. Um, but, but going into that 2011 year, everybody in the locker room knew that, uh, coach Wolf and his staff were on the hot seat. You know, it was onto a bowl game or, or the whole staff's getting fired. And, you know, everybody, has, you know, made jokes and had a lot to say about Coach Wolf and his staff, but I will be the first one to step up. And he was, 
you know, maybe he wasn't the greatest public speaker or, you know, like rallying the troops speaker for or whatnot, but he was a great football coach. He was a great recruiter and he cared about the dudes. And specifically Todd Sturdy, our offensive coordinator, he ran a great offense, man. I mean, he really did a, he did a great job of working with what he had. You know, he was a chameleon in the sense of he would run you know, the type of offense for where his playmakers were, you know, uh, speaking to that Marquise Wilson, you know, his first game as a true freshman against Oklahoma state, you know, I think he had, uh, I don't know how many catches he had, but I know he went for almost 200 yards as a 17 year old against, against Oklahoma state. Um, so they did, he did a real good job of, of feeding his playmakers. Um, but you know, I was, I was pretty hot. I'm not going to lie at the, at that 2011 year, because obviously Jeff tool was the starter, you know, and he deserved to be the starter. But throughout that camp, I had won the backup job. I had played better than, um, there was a redshirt senior, uh, Marshall Lobasol, who was probably my best friend, um, on the team. I mean, he really looked out for me. He, He was like an older brother to me. Um, but, I, I beat his ass out in camp. I mean, I, I, I clearly was, I clearly earned the backup job. And our first game that year was against uh, Idaho State. And Jeff, before, you know, hours before the kickoff, is puking. I mean, he's deathly sick uh, with uh, food poisoning. And so they don't, the trainer comes into the, the locker room like, like like 40 minutes before kickoff and tells the coaches that that tool can't play and so i'm strapping on my helmet like hell yeah i'm about to get my first start like what Facts. hell I, yeah i know like, the feeling i know the feeling i know the feeling um i'm hyped and so then our the offense coordinator sturdy grabs marshall and i and says you know connor we know you put we put you as the two out of camp but just with Marshall's experience and him being a fifth-year senior, you know, we're going to go with him right now. Uh, That's what so, they So, I mean, yeah, so they so they <laughs> gave me the job out of camp, and then, it, you know, it comes that the starter can't play, and they, put, and they put the guy ahead of me. And so the game goes on, and Jeff, the whole game, was begging the coaches to let him in. And they let him go in in the third quarter while we were already up by, like, 40 points. And the first play he's in, he breaks his collarbone. So tools out, tools out for like eight to nine weeks. And so I'm thinking, okay, you know, Jeff broke his collarbone. We played Idaho State. You know, they gave Marshall the start, um, you know, because we were playing Idaho State. You know, we're obviously going to win that game. Okay, it's going to be my job now. Well, they kept riding with Marshall, and Marshall played the first, you know, six, seven games until that Arizona State game. And so finally I got the nod. And to be honest with you, bro, I think a big part of the reason, well, there was two things. A big part of the reason why I went off and played so well that game was because I was so fucking mad at our offensive coordinator for doing me like that that I wanted to make him look fucking stupid for not playing me. And then the second thing was Arizona State – had recruited me really hard. Uh, Dennis Erickson was the coach at the time. Yeah. And, you know, I had I had transferred high schools my sophomore year of high school. So 
I played, you know, varsity as a sophomore, obviously, and, and played pretty well. And that team that I was on won state. Um, but then I transferred to Ferris, and the head coach at the high school I transferred from wouldn't give me my tape. So I didn't get to put out any film my sophomore year. So my uh, recruiting process started a year later, you know, than all of the other hater, good quarterbacks bro. in the country. It's always yeah, a fucking man. Hater, man. <laughs> always. But so I, Arizona State gets on me, but they got on me late and they already had a kid that was committed. And so they said, like, if he decommits, you know, we're going to come to you and give you the offer. Well, the kid, his name was Peter Thomas. He decommitted in December before signing day in February. And they came to me and said, you know, we're, we're giving you the offer. Do you want to come to Tempe for a visit? And so, you know, me being an 18-year-old high school senior, I'm thinking, of course I'm going to Tempe for a visit. What? <laughs> Hell yeah. And, but I don't know how to this day it happened, but someone caught wind that I was going to Tempe for my visit and there was an article written on uh, 247 or whatever, you know, the website is saying, uh, you know, Connor Halliday thinking of decommitting from WSU, blah, blah, blah. So that coaching staff drove up from Pullman to my house in Spokane because they'd been to my house so many times and, you know, just said, we, are you really going to do that to us? Are you really going to decommit? You know, if we lose you, we'll lose Marquise, we'll lose Dale, and we'll lose everybody. So they kind of gave me the guilt trip uh, saying, you know, if, if a man doesn't have his word, what does he have in this world? And, you know, that was kind of hit, hit me and hit, hit me in the feels. So I, uh, I called Erickson and, and told him I, I'm not going to go on the trip. But I was mad, you know, from the get-go that they didn't offer me back in because I went down there in June to throw for them, which is extremely illegal. But yeah. <laughs> but my my dad was was getting drunk with <laughs> with their offensive coordinator while I threw for Erickson. bro. People would never know. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. <laughs> so I, I wanted I wanted to stick it to Erickson for not offering me when I was down there, and I wanted to stick it to the offensive coordinator for not fucking playing me. And, yeah, I mean, I just went off. You know, it was, it was one of those nights where just, you know, kind of everything goes right. You know, the first play I was in, I threw an 85-yard touchdown to Marquise. Um, and then the next drive, I ended up, I threw, a seven, you know, another big play. And just kind of everything, just you know, it's kind of like a, like, a, like a shooter in basketball. You know, you <laughs> see one go in and you just kind of can't be stopped. Um, so dope. So that, that, was, that was cool. Man, so, so dope, bro. And now. It's time for a K-Dollars mix. You already know the deal. Drop that thing, boy. Hanging out the window, I'm a nuts out, clap though. Beep the Legion Time Podcast. Heard it was beep, so I brought shit that got nuts on it. Preaching the word, I might be crap low, hello. Shit getting ugly, might have to pull this mellow yellow. Sheesh. I'm riding with a felony. Niggas is jokes who co-signed them Bill Bellamy. This shit's gonna get real dollars, what you telling me? This 50k in real life, fuck all that shit you selling me. Everybody eating smoothie on big pine mode. Draco got that Draco, the fuck I'ma run for. Everybody tough to them guns go blah blah. Ralph, you blinding me, little nigga think he pow wow. Big Man, these niggas with the talking, pulled in a foreign, oops, I almost Paul Walker. Niggas thought it was a joke when I came in with the stockings. Hopping out the Batmobile, Bruce Wayne, I'm robbing, yeah, I'm ill though. 
What's the deal though? Wanna rip this stink team while I hop out and kill some Rolly on my wrist came from long nights of hard thug and the acronym is FN. I ain't really with that bar tussling nigga. Fuck the studio, I'm really in the yard thugging. Pull up on Naomi, 50 niggas in the yard clutching. We all got Javinci in my pocket. It's about 50 niggas talking about they rob me, bro. These niggas so silly in the field. Rap ain't paying no bills, it's getting tricky. And on top of that, I'm pulling my fingers, it's getting itchy. When you see me in the club, niggas know I'm money mitching. Wrist breaker in the club, it cost me a pretty penny. Acting like they wanna get me. Niggas playing like they with it. Shooter with a pussy, nigga. I'll be finding another kidney. Pouring fives in the soda, trying to buy another kidney. I'm a baller, and she know I'll never call unless it's offering that you breaking gang. No, I'm never faking. I got game scrapes on Masons. My nephew named Mason. Who really wanna say shit? What's that in your wallet? Shit, ball head Jason's riding on black. Yeah, the the Legion time podcast. I just made the roof brainless, that's the two gritty stink team and we don't do no playing Wake him up, shake him up, chop and make him go up Made a man down, I guess he thought he was should Run up on Draco, shit, I wish a nigga would He must not value life, but shit, I guess it's understood What's the deal though? Man, who real though? It's the ruler, everybody got a feel for Are you gon' ride for me? Are you gon' kill for me? Pull him to this block right here Cause we for real thugging, boom, 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 boom Let that bitch rip If I could ride a movie, I would be let me see something, she bend it over, do your thing, use a freak, huh? Came with your bitches, tryna leave with me, huh? She keeps staring, getting blinded by my peace, huh? Ooh. It's these LVs, huh? Ooh. It's all these Gs, huh? Ooh. It's all this cheese, huh? You gon' make them think you really fuck with me, huh? Picture room where we could be, huh? So you be liking what you see, huh? Neck cold, big bank rolls when you see us. We ain't with no rainbows when you see us. Pretty bitches who can't roll none of they weed up. Foreign bitches who be driving with they seats up. The bitches we can call through to get you beat up. I'm trying to see a nigga gas and put a beat on. We be passing snow bunnies like this ping pong. Y'all niggas pass the same wood till y'all weed gone. Any song made by the clan, that's my theme song. Other niggas, my brothers, yeah, bitch, the whole team strong. But I gotta do my own shit, I can't leech on. Gotta buy my own whip and put them feet on it. Gotta make my own. Lane. I'm trying to see some, gotta make my own name. I'm trying to be some. Ain't no piggybacking me, nigga. I was in the streets till I found out what I could be, nigga. Gotta move fast, getting paid, no way for me, nigga. I was moving trees like I worked for the city, nigga. Ain't no fold in me, nigga. Sending bad bitches on them flights like Expedia. We gon' spin that block and flash it up like you the media. She said I look way better in person, think she tried me. And now I'm tripping, I start looking at my ID. I told her she can't see shit the way my eyes freeze She laugh it off, ooh I think she like me Now she think I'm hella cool, you just a light breeze What I say is law and order like I'm iced tea What you do is big annoying, you ain't like me Bitch you kick it with the gangsters, you gon' sightsee You can't be hopping out that whip and say you not involved Nigga thinking he a problem, we gon' get him solved You niggas must be off that potter or that fentanyl Either way he gettin' stuck like he hangin' on and don't try to call my bluff or that money gone Hey, T. Lee, let me shoot something When you hear that, it's either guns, dice, or hoops, huh? Family, 
Let's recruit something. Go and get a grim and all black and like a true punk. Send him to your shit to wipe your nose and let your shoes up. Say that boy is stepping, he ain't know what the news was. Bitch trying to impress us, we could really give two fucks. Say you had some bunny, seen you walking in with two ducks. God damn. DJ K Yes, sir. You know Dollars got that heat. First track, Impatient Freestyle by Draco the Ruler. Second track, By My Brother, Badman, Badman, with no piggybacking, off his new project called The Haji. Go download that right now on Apple Music. Let's continue this interview now. We got to see Holiday still. Let's get it. Yes, sir. We still with my dog, 12. You already know the deal. So, Khan, after your red shirt freshman year, Wolf leaves. Wazoo hires this madman from Texas. His name is Mike Leach, right? He brings in this air raid system to Wazoo. This system produced quarterbacks like King Clisberry, Graham Harrell, basically all the coaches that's in the NFL now, right? So, <laughs> so Mike Leach come to Wazoo. How did you feel about Leach, right? That hiring, and how was y'all relationship at first? You feel me? Because I came on the, la- the latter end of your, your time with them. I didn't see the start. So how was that relationship? Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I think when um, Wolf got fired, everybody was disappointed. But then, uh, you know, as soon as we heard that Leach got hired, you know, every, everybody was hyped. Um, you know, especially being a quarterback, I was, I was super excited. But I think what a lot of people forget was, you know, I was coming off um, – uh, you know, lacerating my liver. Um, so I had that Arizona State game that I went off, and then I got to start the next week against Utah, and um, I lacerated my liver in the first quarter of that game. Um, and I thought, I thought, I thought that I just broke my ribs. So I, I, I played the rest of the game, you know, bleeding internally in my stomach. And uh, after we ended up going to overtime in that game, and we ended up losing in overtime. But um, I, you know, go go to the hospital, find out my liver's lacerated. I, I was, you know, the doctor who was, it was like 3 o'clock in the morning. You know, that game was super late. So I got to the hospital at like 3 o'clock in the God morning. And the, dude, and the dude that was working, you know, because it was just basically like a intern, you know, kid that was working because it's so late. So he did my x-rays and told my mom and I that, you know, Connor's got a couple of broken ribs. You can send him home. And I looked at him, and I was like, I, I'm not trying to be a pussy man, but it feels worse than some broken ribs. And the dude, like, rolled his eyes at me and was like, if you really think we need to do a CT scan, we can. And I was like, yeah, man, I'm sorry, but I think we do. And, you know, so as soon as they did that scan. Fucking brainiac. That fucking brainiac. Yeah, all, fucking all, idiot. All the, all the doctor people started, like, running around the place. And I was like, oh, man, that can't be good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and then... When the doctor came in, I was they they said if I would have gone home, uh, I would have died. You know, I would have died in my sleep from internal bleeding. Uh, oh, so that to this day, I still have the largest liver laceration in uh, the history of liver lacerations. You know, like the next biggest one which is from like a gunshot wound. Uh, so I I was really behind the eight ball when Leach got hired. It, it was a really big bummer. You know, um, I didn't get to do uh, spring ball. I really didn't do anything in fall camp, you know, really my first reps um, since that 2011 season were 
the first was the first game that I played in in 2012 um, against Eastern. Um, you know, Jeff Tool started the year against BYU, kind of struggled against BYU, and so then I got to play against Eastern, and I started out playing real well. Um, so I, I started the next few games, and then I kind of tailed off, and um, then then Jeff and I just kind of played musical chairs after that. But um, I, so that just basically to, to to make a long story short, that 2012 year was the worst football year I had ever been a part of. I mean, there was honestly stories that are, you know, ridiculous. <laughs> so, Con, you mind telling the listeners that pregame story versus Oregon, bro? Yeah, I was on, I was on the bike, you know, just trying to keep my back warm, like right before kickoff, and we were getting the ball first. And the whole week, the whole week we had said, you know, if we get, because Oregon had been playing a bunch of cover four, yeah. you know, early on in games. Oh, yeah, and for sure. So early, early on, uh, he Leach said to me, I'm, I'm on the bike, Leach comes up, and he's like, hey, if we get that cover four look, you know, take a shot with Marquise, you know, let, let's let's throw one deep. And I was like, yep, bet, gotcha. And so he walks away, he comes back like 45 seconds later, and he's like, you, you know, don't don't forget, you know, first play of the game, if we get that cover four look, you know, just throw it up to Marquise, he's, he's going to outrun that guy, we got a touchdown, we got a touchdown. And I was like, yep, I got you, coach, don't worry about it, I got you. He comes back 15 seconds late. I mean, he he does this four times, saying the exact same thing. You know how Leach will repeat himself. And it's it's before this right before the game. You know, kickoff's about to happen. The game's on ESPN. You know, CenturyLink was sold out. I like I'm kind of nervous. Yeah. And so finally on the, the fifth, on the fifth. Yeah. So finally on the fifth time, I was like, "Fuck, coach, I got it. All right, like I got it." Uh, if I get cover four, I'll throw the fucking ball to him. All right, fuck. <laughs> and, and, Leach, and Leach looked at me with like just his mouth open for like a good twenty seconds, like not saying nothing. And you know, just in those, you know, when you you know that you messed up, and you're just like, oh god, what's gonna happen? <laughs> and he was, it was so funny because his voice was so calm. He was like, if you ever talk to me like that. One more time, you see these sixty thousand people in the stands. There'll be sixty thousand and one. And who's that one gonna be? That's right, you guessed it. Fucking you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I fucking love it, bro. I just love it, man. So, Kyle, we about to fast forward, bro. We gonna fast forward a little bit. We fast forward to twenty thirteen. You go fucking ham. Your red shirt junior year. You pass for 4,600 yards, 34 touchdowns, and you lead Wazoo to his first ever appearance in a bowl game since shit. I was in diapers, right? So, yeah. big comeback year for you. After going, I didn't even know about the, uh, the, 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 the the lacerated liver, bro. I didn't know about none of that stuff. So, to hear that and to, to see you put up these numbers, and I was there at the time. I was redshirting, but I was there at the time to see these numbers. One game that stick up to me is that Oregon game when your ass threw for a fucking 89 89- like, bro, he threw 89 fucking passes in one game. 89 fucking <laughs> passes in one game. I know some QBs that's throwing 89 passes in fucking eight games, right? So that shit was just fucking crazy. So I guess I guess the question I have for you is, bro, what was your mindset entering that season? And then also, how did you feel once we beat Utah to become bowl eligible? Yeah, so, so mindset entering that season, man, was just, I mean, by any means necessary, you know, uh, we had gotten, we had come so far from the time I walked onto campus in 2010, that year I redshirted. I mean, I, I, 
I'm not kidding, iMac. I mean, uh, there there were probably like the powerhouse high school football teams in the nation probably could have beat us that year. I mean, that that that's how bad the talent level was. You know, mm-hmm. when I when I got onto campus, so to so to see where we had come from from the time I'd got there to where we were in 2013 was, you know, something I took a bunch of pride in. But still to that point, we hadn't turned that into wins yet. You know, we were always on the cusp of of being right there. And so, uh, you know, Dayon and I really, we kind of, we met up before before the season, you know, after fall camp and just kind of said, you know, obviously it was Dayon's senior year and whatnot, and um, we just kind of had a little agreement with each other that, you know, we we weren't going to let things go the way they had been. You know, we had worked so hard to get it to where it was, and, um, yeah, that Utah game, man, is probably uh, the best football memory that I have. And it's funny, you know, uh, when I threw that touchdown to, to Dom, yeah. That, that that sealed the game. Uh, I didn't even run down to the end zone. Like I just had my hands up in the air, and I, I damn near started crying. Like just kind of everything hit me at once. Just like the amount of things that we had been through. Um, just to even just to even become competitive, bro. Like the amount of shit that we had to go through just to just to come to a game to not get beat. You know, fifty to nothing, and. Everybody says this, but like, I I never lost. You know, I I played in state title. My my basketball team won fifty eight straight games in a row. You know, like I I never I never lost. I never lost in anything. And it it's you know talking about uh, like how far mental health has come. You know, in the last few years, like it's it's kind of an earth-shattering thing to be 19 years old and and your entire self-worth is wrapped upon being successful at this physical sport right. and then you know you're losing and you you, you know it, it it just kind of throws you for a tailspin so to be able to get out of that you know and get get us to a bowl game in that year was was huge and now we're going to take a quick little intermission You know K-Dollar's got some fire. Drop that joint, bro. Everything right. Everything right. Everything right. Everything right. Everything right. Everything right. You back in your vibe, G. I only drain that to this. I'm gonna die, yeah. I'm just chasing like Hussein. All this money bringing nigga new pain. DJ K-Dollar. I got at least 200 hoes Fresh to death and I leave my car running I dough Up and down the E-way, risk it all by this door And these hunters ain't going nowhere like a mole I bought my mom's a car and felt amazing My niggas banging, burning like the Redskins I got all type of tattoos on my fucking shit I was in a white and red mad back like peppermints I been blowing a mill on jewelry but it's past tense Supercharging, make it sound like it's raglin' I ride with the cutter, I'm blood like my brothers in Mad 10 Diamonds on me talking, they harassing No shoulda, coulda, and what I got the racks in Came a long way from a shit Now we spend million on cribs You get something too, don't trip My eyes, my lord's a brim I spoke a tree limb, tree limb 
no gang, big deal. Trying to pop a wheelie in a Lamborghini standing on two wheels. I got it racked, so I'm made now. I buy me a cruise ship. I just got an iPhone 8 and I already stole over 200 holes. You can spell the money on me, come from out my clothes. My drive to fix out where you're now, I'm finding stores. You might as well go on, 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 on. Money long, 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 long. All the way up to Mercury. Anytime I come out, gotta least step out with a three piece. I've been in my bag lately, take three drugs at once lately. Got every shade in Tom Ford, I can spot for Gazy. I came out the slums, uh, got Hermes in the headlock. If she ain't knocked apart, she bout to get dead, doc. Between my diamonds and my fame, became so anxious. I sit at the top of the thong, yeah, cause I'm right. Got a few vice lawyers for some friends, some on the side bus. And can't nothing come in between niggas like us. The Leisure Time, the Leisure Time Podcast. may hear oh six and six getting bowl eligible that ain't a huge deal but when you come from where we came from from the point of our program our program was near extinction you feel me so for Leach to come yeah. in for you to do what you had to do to get us to that bowl game and, and it sucks that we lost that fucking bowl game you actually didn't you, you did try like six touchdowns that fucking bowl game bro it was ridiculous i think some crazy yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was fucking bowl, crazy bowl game, but bowl game record but how corny, this is off subject, but how, how corny was it, Loki? Leach is my guy, but how corny was it when he made us all look in the mirror at the end of that game? <laughs> yeah, I was honest to God debating, like, not getting up to walk through that mirror. But I wanted to get my ass home to Spokane so bad that I was just like, all right, I'm just this, this ain't a battle that I'm gonna that I'm gonna fight because I was I was so mad about that about that I was. I was a an inch hair away from not getting up and walking through the mirror, Man, and then fighting, and then fighting whatever coach talks shit to me. Oh, I was so close, but you know, I, was, I just I, wanted I, to get home. I, I was gonna mention something with our online coach, but I'm not. I'm not gonna say his name. I was gonna mention something <laughs> that happened, but we're gonna keep it. We're gonna keep it clean now. Okay. <laughs> So, man, everybody, everybody knows. Every, hey, <laughs> hey, 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 if, that, yeah, 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 if you know, knows. you know. If you're part of the squad, you know. So, yeah. all right. So, let me let me you know. So, your senior year, bro, this is the first year I got to play, man. And to God, bro, I haven't seen a that like how you played the game was so swaggy, bro. You had the long sleeve. You feel me? How you pushed the ball? How, how you? I love the, the best throws I always love from you, bro, is like those snows you, you, when you, you put your arm down to snap the ball. Riley snapped that shit. And it's kind of like them, them touch passes. I love your touch passes, right? So 
Senior year comes at this time, bro. You clearly established yourself as as not only the best passer in WSU history, but in the Pac-12. In just nine games, bro, you threw for 3,900 yards, 32 touchdowns, uh, you know, all that good stuff. Completion percentage, 67%, you know. I still remember that fucking, I still remember that fucking cow game when your ass threw for 700, yes, 734 yards, bro. The shit was crazy. I can't make this shit up. This is not NCAA football, uh, the game either. This is real life shit. You feel me? So, senior year, man, if you could just elaborate a little bit. What was your mindset entering that season? And do you feel that if you never got hurt versus SC, would you be a first-round draft pick? Yeah, man. And um, I think mindset just going into the year, uh, I, man, we were just – I'm that, that fall camp that we had had um, – you know, going into the year, into the 2014 year, was was special, man. Shout I mean, out Lewiston. What, what? Yeah, shout out Lewiston for sure. But um, what Vince and I and Isaiah and Ricky and Dom, I mean, there were just so many guys. Man, I, I, River. I think what? Uh, yeah, River. I mean, Fuck. I think our uh, our receiving core was so talented, man. I mean. We, it was we you were and Cal. It was, it was us and Cal. We had the best receivers in the nation. Us and Cal. Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Um, so going into the year, uh, I was, you know, ecstatic thinking about what we could do offensively. But, um, you know, to be completely honest with you, and I'm sure you remember some of the times, but, you know, before, so to the 2013 year gets done, and then before the spring ball starts going into the 2014 year, you know, we run a seven-on-seven seven seven yeah. deal weekly just just with the players, you know, without the coaches. And yeah. um, that it was like we might as well have not even have done that stuff yeah. because you, we, you, the defense couldn't stop our offense once. And that wasn't the defense's fault. We, from the, from the bowl game team in 2013, all four of our defensive backs graduated. Man. All, all four of them. And, and everybody knew that they were graduating. It wasn't no secret. All of them were seniors. It's not like someone left for the draft early. And that's the biggest gripe that I have. I don't understand why our coaching staff didn't sign. I mean, how, how can you not sign some JUCO guys? Man. Because we, because we went into the 2014 year having to start, we started three true freshmen and then Taylor Taliulu in, in the secondary, yeah. uh, you know, like that's who was playing and it, it, it wasn't their fault. It, yeah. it was, you know, Pat, 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 what was his, I'm blanking on his last name, the corner from Louisiana. Uh, Pat Porter. Pat, we had Pat Porter. Pat, yeah, Pat Porter. Pat Porter. I mean. We had man, Cheetah, though. We, we had when, Cheetah. When, 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 yeah, yeah, we had <laughs> Cheetah. Uh, but, and, and, Cheetah, and Cheetah did a thing, you know, but the, one guy can do so yeah, much in the secondary, right, you know. Right. When, when when we played Stanford, Stanford went up and down the field throwing jump balls, like red zone jump man, balls out in the middle. of um, <laughs> Exactly. So. That was my biggest gripe. Was I went into the year knowing that it was going to be really tough um, with with what we had in the secondary. Just, and just, again, it was. It, my bad, Con. But just to to piggyback on what you said, bro. Now that I think about it, you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. We lose Monte. We lose Dion Buchanan. We lose Carp. We use Nolan. Those are all senior guys, right? We have Chuck yep. now. We have Darius Lamora now. We have. Uh, Chuck, Darius Lamore, we have uh, Cheetah, of course, he played a lot that year prior, but we had all these young dudes in the secondary, right? And we had coaches that weren't very detailed. 
Let's be honest. And it was very detailed it was, to help him. And to and uh, to piggyback off that, it was unfair to those guys, mm-hmm. you know, because because Chuck, Darius Lamora, I mean, those those guys, we're asking them to do something that they're not ready to do, and so that it, it, it shoots their confidence down. I mean. It, it damn near ruined some of those guys' careers. You know, mm-hmm. Charleston White, Chuck got back to having a huge senior year. Mm-hmm. You know, but but he lost. You know, two years of kind of going through a spiral of losing confidence because mm-hmm. of what the, our coaching staff put those guys in positions that they sh- that they shouldn't have been asked to do. Right. You know, so like, and then like a guy like like Cheetah. You know, Cheetah. You know had a chance to still be playing but he goes through what he goes through and you know now he's yeah. the team. You know, it was just a whole heap of and the biggest problem that I had with it was it was an avoidable problem mm. all you needed to do was sign three two to three Juco guys Man. you know from Texas that's what Grinch did that's what Grinch did exactly when he got here. that's what you have that's what you have to do yeah and, and then you know two maybe we're winning three seven eight nine games because if you think about it, not only what we were doing offensively that year, but I mean the games that we lost, they were all you know within a touchdown, within a field goal. You know, we should have beat Rutgers. You know, we should have beat Cal. <laughs> you know, we should have beat Oregon. We lose to Oregon by six points. Uh, now you got me thinking of the fucking season, bro. Let's let's stop talking about that shit. God damn, I'm about to get, about to get pissed <laughs> off, bro. So, bro, let's let's just let's just stick individually, then, bro. Because I know it's not an individual game, and I know you. You're all about the team, bro. But individually, bro, you was a grown ass man that whole season, bro. Pre injury, right? So, do you feel that if you never got fucking hurt, bro, you would have been a first round draft pick? Mind you, though, let's say let's let's picture it. Let's picture it now, like if we probably would went three and nine or something like that. You know, let's still picture like we had a bad season, but you finished off with those amazing stats. Do you still think you would have went first round? Yeah, I mean, uh, to be honest with you, iMac, uh, I wouldn't have gone in the first round. No. Uh, <laughs> <and> <laughs> I mean, well, it just is what it is, you know. But yeah. so that that that's where it was. But then, if you want to look at it on. Uh, like at the other side of, of, of that argument, uh, you know, that next year, Jared Goff is the first round draft pick. And nice. it, I, the the two years that I played Jared Goff, I outplayed him in both games. Easily. Like, by quite a bit. Easily. By quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And I was making every throw that he was making, if not better throws mm-hmm. than what he was making. And he goes, he was the first round, he was the first pick of the entire draft. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, I, I thought that my skills were just as good as Jared Goff's, if not better. But no, I, I wouldn't have gone in the first yeah. round with the way my my draft process was going. I, I probably mm-hmm. I probably would have gone in the third or fourth round. Yeah. But with that said, uh, if I don't break my leg, I, I am still playing football right now. Oh, yeah, I believe absolutely. that wholeheartedly. Oh, absolutely, bro. Absolutely, bro. And um, let I, I see me, Con. I know a lot of those cow receivers, right? And let me tell you something. They were fucking special. That's all I yeah, got to say, were. right? I'm not saying Dom wasn't special. I'm not saying Vince wasn't special. Gabe wasn't special. River. I'm not saying our boys wasn't special, right? But they had some fucking special guys, too. And they made that man look good, right? Yeah, so yeah. don't make And I feel like with our guys, they were fucking good, but you made them look good. With their guys, I'm not dissing golf because he's a pro bowler, went to a Super Bowl. I'm not saying he's bad. But I'm just saying when he was at Cal, especially at the beginning, the Kenny Lawyers, the Bryce Treggs, the Steven Andersons, 
they help make bro for real for real so you're right i think that would have been a uh, uh, interesting thing yeah shit chris harper i mean oh yeah harper I for- oh shit i forgot about man, chris harper they were- we're loaded, They're man. They're fucking loaded. So, let, let's finish up, man. Uh, I know I had you on for so long, man, but I appreciate these talks, bro, because, like, like I was telling, I had Monte on the show. Shout out that boy, Takeover. I had Monte on the show a couple weeks ago, and I just feel like y'all y'all don't get enough flowers, right? Y'all whole era don't get enough flowers, I feel, bro. Like, Twitter had the fucking, I don't know what the fuck, kook, kook fucking at kook bitch or some shit, some dumbass Twitter made uh, quarterback legacy, and they didn't put twelve in there. I was like, "Bitch, are you are you crazy? Do you like? Did you?" I, I swear, I went on like a Twitter rant for like a cool like cool hour, just just cussing this motherfucker. I'm like, "Bro, how do you dare make a Wazoo QB list and don't fucking mention Connor Holiday, bro? Like, that's like fucking talking about the Lakers and not mentioning Kobe. Real shit. You feel me? So that's just crazy, bro. So, well. Yeah, man, I, I appreciate that whole yeah, Don't get don't get too I'm mad about that. I didn't say that get you mad. Nothing. That that nigga's a, nah, my bad. Excuse my friend. He was an idiot. So trivia questions, man. <laughs> trivia questions, con. Trivia questions. Uh, top five QBs of all time. Who is your top five QBs of all time? College, pro, wherever. Your top five all time. Excluding yourself. Like, Excluding like, yourself. Like in all of football, like NFL. And NFL. Stuff. It could be NFL. Okay. Yep. College, yep. high school, wherever you saw. So, top five QBs. Yep. Yep. So. I mean, I, I don't think my my list will definitely be kind of more like uh, like what I liked, like right. who I saw, like throw throw a pretty ball and, what, right. and whatnot. So so my number one of all time is, is Mike Vick. Right. Uh, I mean, my, my, Mike Vick is the reason I fell in love with football. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, and obviously he didn't have the stats or maybe the winning that uh, like a Tom Brady or some of those yeah. other guys would. But the way he played the game, his athletic ability, and then the thing that I loved most, though, was just his attitude. Yeah. You know, his, he was a leader. He was one of, the, one of the best leaders in the locker room ever. But he did that at the same time with one of the biggest chips on his shoulders ever. You know, yeah. you're not going to tell me nothing. I'm going to do it my way and get on my back and let's go. And, and that's the way that I tried to play. So yeah. that, that's why he's my number one. Uh, number two, Tom Brady. I mean, just because obviously, obviously right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, number three, man, I would probably have to go Steve Young, mm-hmm. just because a lot of the same reasons of what I said with Vic. Fearless, um, fearless guys. Um, yeah, and then uh, the reason that why I kind of fell in love with him was. Um, you know, he was on the. He got drafted by the 49ers while Joe Montana was still there. You know, he he had to wait his turn, and um, you know, really kind of have to go through a lot of scrutiny before he even got to play. And he did it without you know, ma- with, without making a fuss to where it messed up the locker room. Um, he really handled that the right way when clearly he was more talented than Joe Montana. You know, with him being yeah. at the twilight of his career. Yeah. Uh, so number four probably is the best thrower of a football that has ever lived, and that's it. that's Aaron Rodgers. I mean that dude does more things on a weekly basis that don't get talked about. That honest to God, there's one human being on the earth that can do those things, and it's him. You know, Patrick. Patrick you don't think Patrick can? You don't think Mahomes can? Man, I I'm telling you, bro. That's what I was just about to say. Was Patrick gets a lot of the pub 
um, you know, uh, because he's got uh, maybe a bit of a stronger arm and because um, it's flashier and whatnot. But all of that stuff that Patrick Mahomes gets talked about on SportsCenter, the no-look passes, the thrown across his body, all that stuff, Aaron Rodgers has been doing that for years. Right. And it was it's just not talked about in the media. And then, yeah, of course, number five, I can't, you can't do a top five list right now and, and not include Patrick. Yeah. So he's he's in there for sure. I mean, Give him his flowers. He deserves it without a doubt. I, I think, um, Con, you know what I think, just to piggyback on the Aaron Rodgers, I think that uh, it's kind of like the LeBron effect. Like, man, we've seen it so much, and it's kind of like we don't appreciate it no more, right? Yeah, totally. I totally agree with that. All right, so number one, you have Vic. Number two, you have Brady. Number three, you have Steve uh-huh. Young. Number four, you have A-Rod. And number five, my homeboy. So this is the last yep. one. Last question, and and this one may get some of our former teammates mad. All right, I, you know, so guys, don't take it personal. Don't take it personal, right? This is just for the podcast for some fun. So, Con, if you had to play one game for a billion bucks, not a million, a billion bucks, we got to make this shit count now. A billion bucks, <laughs> and and you can only use players you played at Wazoo with. Who will be your starting offense? So, from each O-line position, who do you got? From left tackle all the way to right tackle. Receivers, that's four of them. Four receivers. So, And they have to be the outside. It has to be an inside. has to be an inside. has to be an outside. True air raid shit. And one RB. Who you got? Man, all right. I'll start at, uh, at left tackle. I got none other, none other than my roommate. Um, dude, was, was, at, was at his wedding this summer. Um, he's still balling over in Detroit. Uh, Joe Dahl. Yes, sir. Um, at, at guard. Uh, um, shoot, I'm blanking out left guard. Uh, we'll go Riley at center. We'll go Riley at center. We'll go Zach Williams, um, kind of an older du- older older dude. Um, um, repping. He he was a senior when I redshirted in mm-hmm. 2010. Um, he played for the Panthers for a good eight years. Um, so going with him, and then at a uh, right tackle, going with Cole Madison. Um, he 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 held it down, man. My he held it down my senior year, playing as a true freshman. Um, or he might have registered it, but he, either way, he was a freshman. No, he so played got, with you. He played with you. He played with you. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I got a lot of respect for what he did that year. And then uh, at left guard, I'm gonna go with uh, John Fullington. John Fullington. Um, okay. So, Ooh, that's a surprise yeah. pick. I was thinking of somebody else, but that's a surprise pick. Okay. <laughs> so that that rolls out the uh, the oh, line. Um, oh man, then a receiver. <laughs> The you prima donnas. No, nah, man, it's it's funny though because you know, like thinking about how many good receivers we played with. Um, so I would go, you know, man, you know, thinking about it, what I, what I would want to do is I would put um, I would put uh, uh, Marquise at X, and then I would put. Well, I, I guess I can't do that then. I'd have to do it the other way around. So I'll put I'll put Vince at X, and then I'll put Marquise at H because Marquise did play did play H in 2012. Okay. Um, he was he was the one dude that Leach like allowed to move around. Okay. Um, you know because like he was he was so much better than than everybody else we were yeah. playing that like teams were just like basically 
making up coverages, like putting a corner over, like take it, taking like the left outside linebacker of a three-four, and like pressing Marquise with him, and then putting the corner behind the left outside linebacker, and then putting a safety over the top of him. God, I kid you, I kid, I kid. I kid you not, Oregon did that five to seven snaps in that 2012 year. So, so Leach started moving Marquise into the slot because we couldn't get it. We couldn't get, you know, if he got double covered, it was like that. That was lucky. <laughs> so, um, so Marquise will be my H. Um, and then at Y, man, I just I can't. Uh, you can make an argument for it a bunch of different ways, but. I just can't go with anyone else other than River. <laughs> I just really can't, bro. That motherfucker um, is so good, bro. Because, He's so bro, good. It, and, and honestly, man, not on any soft stuff or whatever, but I've got like a special, like there's a, there's a soft spot in my heart for River, man, yeah. because from when from when he came, that, that, that trip, the fall camp in 2013, his true freshman year, um, he came in as a big-time recruit. You know, everybody was kind of waiting for, you know, what's Riv going to do? What's Riv going to do? And he came out to a really, really, really slow starting camp. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was dropping everything. He was running wrong routes. He was kind of all over the place. And I could tell that he was just down mentally, um, you know, just by the look in his eye. Oh, and I so I had, shit, I had him. Huh? I didn't even know that. That seemed like River oh, always yeah. had it composed. I didn't know that. Well, so I, I brought him into my room in Lewiston and just sat him down and, and just talked to him. You know, like, bro, everybody here knows how good you are. Everybody here wants you to be successful. You know, you just got to you just gotta relax a little bit. You know, River was the type of guy that, that wants it so bad that, yeah, like, yeah. You know, he, he's almost, he's making it harder on himself, you know. So once I had that talk with him, bro, it, it was like a rocket ship took off. And he never, and he never looked back. I mean, you're talking about that, the Utah game um, in 2014, the one we won in the, in the down, torrential oh, downpour. Dude, dude had 12 catches for 140 or 50 yards a touchdown. And nine of those 12 catches, we're on third or fourth down. Like, dude, if it was if it was third down, I'm going to 21. Like, it, it's it, it, I, I honest to God, like, yeah, I've got my progression and what I've got to get through. But honestly, like River and I were just at such a place where I could give him a hand signal without even having to look at him. You know, so like, that was just really cool mm-hmm. playing with him, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's and then it's the so here's the issue because Dom has got to be in this somewhere. I mean, he was so damn good and so productive his entire career, you know, but then at the same time, how do you not have Gabe in it? And then at the same time as that, how do you how do you not have Isaiah in it? Because for me, Isaiah came in, you know, a year after me and Zay was for whatever reason like we were just always kind of on the same wavelength mm-hmm. uh, route. He was he was the best route runner I ever played with, and you know Leach wouldn't let us do double moves. Like he, I, I could throw a touchdown on a slant and go, or a hitch and go, or an out and up, and I would still like have to roll in Leach Beach for it. But uh, he finally, I had thrown so many double move completions to Isaiah, and I wouldn't give them to no one else other than Isaiah. So it finally, like Leach broke down and let us do it. 
only because of how good of a route runner he is. So yeah, he's good. I don't know. I'm I'm taking a cop out on the Z, man. It's it's because <laughs> I mean, how do you not pick the all-time Pac-12 leader in receptions? I mean, yeah. Gabe's got more catches than the history of anyone. Exactly. But you can't not have dominant. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and and then, mind you, they, Gabe got hurt your senior year too. You know, I know so, I didn't get a fight with that. That was know, a huge bummer. He had a lot of those. those he had a lot of those breaking record seasons after you. You know, so Con, yeah. bro, appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you, man. For real, for real, it's an honor for you being on the show, man. And just thank you, man. For real, for real, bro. You one of the goats. One of my goats at the QB position, bro. And I just appreciate you stopping by. Man, no, thanks for having me. And I gotta, I gotta throw on my running back though. I'm going. I'm oh going yeah, running back. Ball. I forgot about running back. I'm going with Molly Maul. Oh, yeah, Maul. You already know that's Maul. Easy. Maul, shout out yeah. Maul. That's my trap, brother. You already know the deal. All right, Con, I'm going to holler. All right, bro. Thank you. No problem, bro. Yes, sir. That interview was fire right there, man. For real, for real. Appreciate Con stopping by, man. Dropping that knowledge. Gave us some gems right there, man. Appreciate you, Holiday. You already know the deal, bro. You already know, man. We still giving out them shirts. Go to theleisuretimepodcast.com. That's theleisuretimepodcast.com. And subscribe and follow to our podcast. DM the proof to at the Leisure Time Podcast to receive the shirt. We're announcing the winner on Monday. There you have it, folks. We're going to end it today with the song of the day by my boy, Devontae McClain, with Hope It's All Good. Let's get it. The, 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 the Leisure Time, the, the, the Leisure Time Podcast. I hope they don't pass me up. I hope the window ain't closed. Cause I've been having dreams of being the next LeBron or the next J. Cole. Hey, hey, what you doing, nigga? Hoping it don't pass me by. Damn, I hope it's all good. Cause we've been struggling for way too long. I gotta get us out the hood. Hey, and have my people living good. Since a kid, I was planning different ways of getting rich. Be relentless with the craft and never focus on the bitch. Excuse my French, that was a bit explicit. See, everybody speak their truth for me. I pin it different. And niggas, listen. They kicking single mothers out the crib is getting worse. In a place where they gon' come and pay a million for the dirt. Take gentrifying neighborhoods, no one can intervene. Cause the only tech we know about come with a magazine. When I try and bring it to the light, it fall on deaf ears. Hard to Travel through this life feeling like nobody cares. I ain't worried about them snoozing on me. It don't mean a thing. I wake them up. Ain't no sleeping on this California I'm kid. They don't pass me up. I hope the window ain't closed. Cause I've been having dreams of being the next LeBron or the next J. Cole. Hey, hey, what you doing, nigga? Hoping it don't pass me by. Damn, I hope it's all good. Damn, I hope it's all good. Cause we've been struggling for way too long. I gotta get us out the hood. Hey. And how my DJ people live I recognize that I'm different and no longer blending in. Sacrificing for my dreams and no longer settling. Cause I'll be damned if I settle in or roll that second hand. Face adversity that worked for me, now I'm a better man. Same passion, different plan, I'll never be broke again. Maybe then I'll go down a beacon like I'm Dapper Dan. Take a risk, that's a concept only few would understand. I do my best to make sure one day we see an upper hand. I know how a system work, I'm not trying to oppress. But I see how lack of funds can make a family depressed. Money don't buy happiness, but I know. A broke get you come around, flash your money, guarantee them boys. I'm hoping they don't pass me up. I hope the window ain't closed. Cause I've been having dreams of being the next LeBron or the next J. Cole. Hey, hey, what you doing, nigga? Hoping it don't pass me by. 
Damn, I hope it's all good. Damn, I hope it's all good. Cause we've been struggling for way too long. I gotta get us out the hood, ayy, and have my people living good. 